0: Welcome back to the Life Reclamation Society podcast and video. I wanted to ask you a question today and that is based on the contents of your emotional backpack that you're carrying, who, whose names are on those rocks or what would you call those rocks? Um, is it a, are you naming it for an experience, are you naming it for a person because they didn't do something, or they did do something, they said something, or didn't say something? Um, Is it for an overall theme? You know, you're feeling lost, and there's a whole bunch of examples as to why you feel lost, or why you can feel lost. Um, So when you think of the contents of that emotional backpack, I'm, I'm curious as to if you were to categorize them, or you know, uh, put them into different piles as to, you know, where th- what what are the, the source is, you know, what would that look like for you? And so I, I asked that question because back when I started to learn about affirmations and about positive thought and visualization and such, one of my biggest gurus was Louise Hay, and. I can't tell you how many times i bought the Heal Your Body book um, and have given that away to people because when I first read her her first book, the You Can Heal Your Life, um, and this is my original copy, that um, I really resonated with what she had to say. I just fell so deep and so in love with the idea that I could be my own healer and. It has been a highly effective tool for me throughout my life. However, I also learned about myself and as I started to grow in my vocabulary around, uh, you know, law of attraction or affirmations or positive thinking and such, is that sometimes the very information that is given to us for healing can also be uh, the way that we start to give away our power. Right? So that seems a bit of a contrast because we are, we are reading these, these books and we are doing these techniques in order to empower us to feel better, be better, do better, or, whatever, or you know, whatever your ideal outcome is. But then sometimes we can resonate with the narrative because it fits with us not taking ownership with how we feel, in my experience. So, for instance, um, one of the most, I guess one of the biggest experiences that I had when it came to physical malady, I had uh, hurt my back. Um, Really, there wasn't any instance or accident that sort of uh, perpetuated me having this acute pain and spasm in my lower back. It just, I woke up one day with a thing, and by the end of the day, I'm at the doctor's office writhing in pain. And that was an exceptional experience, you know, ambulance rides to get to the hospital, uh, you know, bedridden for days, waiting for my muscles to relax, medication, so on and so forth. And so when I had, you know, clarity and I could breathe, um, I immediately went to my little blue book and looked up what lower back was. And That became a bit of a theme prior to and carry on afterwards because when we have a physical malady, uh, we have a dis-ease and how how Louise Hay and other authors have sort of dialed in to the core of that dis-ease is by associating a negative thought pattern or a negative feeling, and then providing you with the affirmation or more life-affirming and more empowering statement that you can replace in your inner dialogue and possibly in your outer dialogue as well. But that, it's that gray area where we switch over from, oh, I'm not feeling supported, um, and so I need to affirm that I am support and I have support, because my lower back was out or it was a financial thing or whatever it is, you start looking or you may become more acutely aware to evidence in your relationships with people and otherwise where it shows up. So now suddenly we are sort of under a microscope looking at the different people in our lives and the different relationships in our lives and recognizing that they might have contributed or are the source to our dis-ease and that you know now we have sort of shifted to a a more dominant victim stance because they have done something to us or they have said something to us or they haven't done something or they have said something or so on and so forth that we are looking outside of ourselves for the cause the root cause and because we are in that zone the narrative of the affirmation or the negative thought pattern or the other self-help books that you might be reading can we can sort of skew with our filters the narrative in order to fit our purpose. I I, I dove deep into feng shui as well because feng shui literally um, uses cures in order to affect change in your world and by cures I mean that could be adding a specific um, ornament or a specific color or it could be a specific positioning in order to get the most optimal flow of your physical space and feng shui literally means wind in water so we know that uh, water uh, moves with its own flow and it can actually create uh, its own path wind you know it, it, it just blows and blows and moves anything out of its way sometimes when it's really aggressive or it goes around things so I then dove into another layer, I added feng shui to my repertoire about how I could add cures to my physical space in order to affect change within. And again, I allocated my dis-ease or my discomfort or my heavy feelings into, uh, slotted into the Bagua. And the Bagua is a map that Feng Shui uses in order to map out a grid on your home, telling you where your wealth and prosperity is, where your career area is, where your love and relationships area is, and so on. I'll probably talk more about that later, but that's an an overview. And so I started looking outside of myself in order to to help affect change within. I love the idea of being able to cure my financial problems when I was 20 or my teens or whatever um, by adding a a certain artifact or a certain thing or doing something specific and then I so by doing so I was affecting change I was actively working towards a solution in a woo-woo kind of way but I felt like I was doing something productive so it took a long time before I became more cognizant with the fact that when I'm looking outside or outside of me and how I'm feeling to allocate names or places or people or experiences as to what I was carrying, I really wasn't taking ownership of how I was feeling. And I was doing things in order to distract myself from actually feeling what I was feeling because of course it doesn't feel good. So, I'm looking outside of myself, I'm looking at ways to change my language, I'm looking at ways to change my space, I'm decluttering everything, I'm doing all of these uh, external things in order to affect my internal uh, discord. And that can be highly, highly effective. However, when we stop and take a moment and consider the efficacy of wanting to put onto someone else or something else how we are feeling within, that is where any tool or any technique, any book, any author, any uh, webinar, any television show, any anything, really starts to crumble. The efficacy really starts to crumble because we are wanting others or other things in order to be fixed, in order for us to feel better or different. So it became, uh, there's times in my life where I found that using these tools can be highly effective, uh, a game changer, a, the ability to really feel lighter about what was happening and what I was dealing with and a broader perspective because I'm not so dialed in and, and in, the, in the mud and the muck of how I was feeling. But I also recognize, too, that the times when I had to go outside of myself in order to be validated for how I was feeling because they said he did, she didn't, she blah blah, was not me taking ownership of how I was affected by what they had done or said or the experience I had or the place I worked or so on and so forth. So. There's, there's a bit of a gray area when it comes to helping oneself with uh, a lot of different tools. It, it, the efficacy comes from the place in which you stand, the place in which you are taking ownership of how you are feeling. Case in point, um, you, can, you and your friend or you and three or four friends can go to a concert or go to something and each one of you comes back with a different story you know, um, or, you know, and you went out for dinner first. And so out of the four people, you could have four varying stories of what your experience was at dinner and how your food was and what the service was like and what the ambiance was like. And then you carry on to, and you jump in the taxi or the Uber or whatever. And you know, everybody has their own take on what the drive or the, the trip was to the concert. And then the concert experience, everybody has you know there could be a lot of similarities we can we can share a lot of the same feelings or share a lot of the same language when we're describing it but we've all had four unique experiences and we can also then put on well i would have had a you know if if my server had been more pleasant i would have enjoyed my meal more or if the um if the band had played my favorite song then the concert would have been so-and-so would have been exceptional and so on and so forth so when we have this if then conditions placed on our, our experience and what we are feeling whether it's about things in the past if somebody hadn't done this or if somebody had done this or if i had done this or if i hadn't done this then i would feel better i would feel lighter then and fill in the blank And that can be the real, that can be the real crossroads when using any type of self-help tool in order to get better, in order order to feel better, in order to heal yourself, in order to feel like you are moving forward and that your load is getting lighter. And so it comes down to taking ownership. And Louise Hay, she does the, uh, I, I believe... I believe she was the first one who had um, taught me or I was made aware of her doing the mirror work and that when we have discord with somebody else that we're, we don't like, um, you know, we're, we're averse to some, how somebody acts, behaves, talks or otherwise, that we need to bring up the mirror and look at how that is showing up in our personality and how we are showing up that way. Because sometimes when we see it happening from somebody else that can be illuminating that maybe I'm doing that in some way and it's showing up for me and therefore you know how can I make that change so we're taking you know that's a way of taking ownership and and being you know reflective as to how you're showing up and what you're doing so doubling back to my original question sometimes when we have our emotional backpack filled with, you know, life experiences and uh, relationships that n- didn't, that ended, or don't feel good, or loss of any kind that we've sort of tucked into that backpack. Sometimes we are putting the ownership of how we are feeling on that person, place, or thing. And one of the big ways to reclaim that energy that we've been using in order to store that stuff in our life. Can start to alleviate by looking at it from a different perspective you know why am I choosing to hang on to that why am I feeling that way about that thing and that can be the the biggest perspective changing a broadening of the vision as to who's who owns those rocks right You might feel that somebody else has done or said or not done or said something and therefore you're carrying this weight with you but you are the one that has created that heaviness and have been carrying it around so how is it that you can shift your perspective or shift your stance as to who owns those rocks in your backpack who who is responsible for the healing and from a and is it possible that from a different place in a different perspective that it is more possible to move beyond and release and let go of those things with love and gratitude and feel lighter overall. Until next time, I'm Sherry Trentini and this is the Life Reclamation Society podcast and video.